everyone. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. And we're going to cover some transfer portal stuff this week in our second episode of the season. We're also going to make our picks, uh, not based on uh, odds or anything like that, just our picks of who's going to win the Power 5 conferences, Walt. I'm excited about it, Woj. For me, this is very easy. You'll probably see a, a chalky-figured wall here because I'll probably be going with most of the chalk. But I bet you one of them, one of them, Woj, will not be the favorite. So stay tuned for that. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's talk some transfer portal stuff here. Now, not in any order. I do have my rankings in my head. Um, but just off the start, I think the biggest one for this current player uh, to get back into stride is Jake Cohen, the quarterback that was at Wisconsin. He is transferring to Notre Dame wall. Uh, remember, he got sidelined last year with a foot injury, which opened the door for Graham Mertz, who came onto the scene and busted open that Illinois game, the first game of the season last year, and then never looked back. Struggled down the stretch a little bit, but just getting his feet under him. Uh, Cohen led Wisconsin in 2019 with a 10-4 and record, decent quarterback. It's a different scheme here at Notre Dame, but they need to replace Ian Book, so he might be the ticket. What do you think, Walt? <laughs> Whoa, Cohen got out of town, man. Smart move, real smart move. Like you said, Wirtz came in and really impressed some people. It was backseat from there for Cohen. But one thing I want to I point out, Woj, he's going to Notre Dame, right? He was playing at Wisconsin before. As a Big Ten fan, you know that Wisconsin, they got real field turf there, Woj. He hurt his foot. Now he's going over to Notre Dame. They play on fake field, AstroTurf, Woj. That's a little bit of a concern when you've had a foot injury. You don't know how they're going to react to that. Obviously, he's been practicing on it. I don't think it'll hurt him game one, but maybe farther in the season, playing on that artificial turf, it will hurt him. I want to give you a little fantasy advice, Woj. I know you're the fantasy guy, but maybe week one you don't play him. Let's wait to see how he performs on that artificial turf. I mean, it's a different scheme too for him. It's, it's, I mean, it's different than that, that check down stuff that Wisconsin does in the air game to a Notre Dame team that can really try to air it out in some occasions, especially to beat some of those bigger teams like when they played Clemson last year. So it's going to be a, a wake up call to see if he actually can pull off that different scheme and maybe some of those longer passes that he wasn't necessarily having to do at Wisconsin. So. Well, which I, I, th- I think that uh, having a different quarterback, too, might change your game plan a little bit. I mean, they got, you know, they're, they, Notre Dame's going to be a team that's solid at tight end, so they might drop down a little bit more. Now you don't got Ian Book there anymore. Maybe you, you cater to the quarterback a little bit, hit Michael Mayer there for a few underpasses. But you're right, you know, he could have to adapt to the offensive coordinator style a little bit, but I, I expect they'd change it a little bit to suit his style more so. Yeah, I agree. Another uh, big move, and we already kind of leaked this one, is Mackenzie Milton, the quarterback from UCF. Uh, now, Milton was sidelined with a huge, serious uh, knee injury at UCF back in 2018 uh, after finishing sixth in the Heisman race that season. Did really well with them. Uh, was awesome as far as uh, daily fantasy. Uh, Dylan Gabriel basically has that job wrapped up over there at UCF. So he is now on the road heading to Florida State, um, and we'll see if he can get back to that 2018 uh, – production but would be a big impact for Florida State uh, in the ACC if he can if he can get back to that production wall I don't I, I mean it, I'm it's I'm so happy to see he got back I, that injury was rough a couple years ago he's playing again but I mean he went to Florida State which you're talking about somebody like Mackenzie Milton that was just tearing it up he's just I, I don't know 
he's going to play in tougher competition. We just talked Notre Dame. Week one, Florida State's playing Notre Dame. How would you like to be Mr. Milton back there week one playing Notre Dame? That's not a fun thing to do. He's going to have heightened competition level. He doesn't have the weapons to help him increase his level, I don't think so. It's going to be a tough run for him, I believe, at Florida State. Yeah, just off the bat, though, like if I'm looking at Jake Cohen and Mackenzie Milton in that first game and they're both playing each other, I think Mackenzie Milton's a better quarterback than Jake Cohen, at least pre-injury. We'll see what he is after post-injury. I don't disagree with you, Woj. I just I think the the uh, the weapons that he poses are going to be less, obviously, than Notre Dame has that wide receiver and tight end. So, yeah, I, I agree. How about Charleston Rambo, the wide receiver from Oklahoma? Uh, we he was a, a beast a couple of years ago. Last year he started the season strong and kind of fell off a little bit. Uh, heading to Miami to play with Derek King. Um, We'll see if Derek King's back from 100% from his knee injury this year and he can actually make an impact. He's This is a big added weapon for them, though, Walls. The huge added weapon. Uh, he offered 25 catches for 312 yards last year. Like I said, he didn't have a productive end of the season. He had a very productive beginning of the season. Uh, that sophomore year, he had two or 743 yards. Um, so, I, I mean, we'll see what happens if he can get some more uh, targets, but he is playing with a lot of other big time wide receivers over there. Mark Harley, Mark, Mike, or excuse me, Mike Harley, Mark Pope, and D. Wiggins. And then tight end, which we've talked about him in fantasy, daily fantasy quite a bit, was Belvin Jordan. Um, I mean, that's just going to, that's a big backfield wall. I, I mean, specifically to Charleston Rambo, which I, I want to say one thing. If anybody will take this bet, against me i'll give you what odds you want i'm betting at least one week this this year Woj, you're gonna have rambo on your team with that derek king and rambo combination no i i bet you i will i mean mike harley's good though too and they've already had some connection with derek king there and been there for a couple of years so we'll see but yeah rambo's gonna be solid there's gonna be no doubt about it hey i mean he comes Derek King, I, he comes from Houston, Moach. He's coming over here making a name for himself at Miami. He's got all those receivers you mentioned. It is tough to be, you know, could be second receiver there, or third receiver even with Pope. You mentioned Pope too. I, I don't know. I, I think it's a questionable move whether he went to Miami. I'm not exactly sure why, but he did. So. Well, Oklahoma had to fill a gap because they just lost Rambo, so they filled it with Mike Woods from Arkansas. Uh, 55 targets last year for 619 yards with the Razorbacks. Uh, it's He's going to have to compete with Mims and Weiss in the backfield over at the Sooners, but he'll make a good compliment over there uh, with Rambo gone now. Uh, Spencer Rattler is going to be, I mean, he's just going to have a better quarterback to deal with there. Uh, and we'll see where he ends with targets in the end of the season, but uh, he was Arkansas's main produ- production as far as wide receiving. So, We'll see how he kind of fits into that Oklahoma offense now that Rambo's not there. Well, you got to take those numbers with a grain of salt. I mean, Woods was over there at Arkansas. Arkansas was a team that it just didn't play well last year. They had to pass a lot, being, you know, come from behind a lot. That's what he got his yards from is, you know, them being so far behind, getting those passes that, you know, basically otherwise wouldn't happen. So I question those yardages too. And also, I mean, all these receivers, like, what are they going to do with them, Woj? What are they going to do with all these receivers? 
Yeah, I, I don't know. It's going it, to, that kind of what happened with Rambo last season. We haven't even got to the biggest move for Oklahoma yet, and we'll get to that in just a couple. But I think the biggest move in the uh, transfer portal this offseason is Henry Tutu, the running back from, or not running back, excuse me, linebacker from Tennessee. Uh, he is going to Alabama. Guy racked up 140 tackles, 12.5 tackles for loss in the last two seasons with Tennessee. He is going to make an immediate impact from the national on the national championship roster of Alabama. I mean, he is a solid guy. He's probably going to have a good year, and then he's going to go right to the draft. Um, but that is a big move that's really going to increase the production out of that already stout Alabama defense wall. Well, I, I, I question, like, why he moved. They're, they're stout there at linebacker position. They got Anderson, Allen, Harris. I, what is he going to be a second string, you know, linebacker going over to Alabama? Kudos for Alabama for finding them and taking them. But I, I don't know. I, I, I just I don't understand this transfer portal stuff, Woj. I think some of the things that people are doing are questionable. In this specific case, it really, you know, makes me scratch my head. Yeah, I mean, he probably could have just got that same production, gone to the draft anyways at Tennessee. Maybe he thought moving to Alabama would give him better recognition nationwide, move him up in the draft, but I'm not sure. Either way, as long as he doesn't get hurt, he's probably going to be draft-bound nevertheless at the end of this season. Um, he is a solid linebacker uh, in the SEC, and I'm sure he'll make an impact right away on that roster at Alabama. But I think the second biggest move here in the offseason is Eric Gray, the running back from Tennessee, who is going to go to Oklahoma. And the big move about this is Eric Gray is a perfect West Coast offense-type running back. He catches a ton of passes in the backfield. And he's got that quick speed, which is going to complement Kennedy Brooks, who's going to be back this season for the Sooners, who opted out last season. Kennedy Brooks is the big powerhouse booming guy. I remember back in the day, well, I can't remember their names from Arkansas, but they had the thunder and lightning. And this kind of reminds me of that. But Lincoln Riley's going to have a field day with Eric Gray, moving them around, doing different things with him, uh, scaring defenses out there. But last year he had 30 grabs on 33 targets. So the guy's consistent too, Walt. Yeah, I mean, any anybody that Lincoln Riley's coaching, if they got talent, that talent's going to be used. So I agree with you 100%. They'll find a way to use him, and he'll definitely get yardage when he needs to. Yeah, anybody else you can think of, Wall? Well, I'm surprised you left out Tyler Show, Woj. I mean, that's, I, I think in my mind that's one of the biggest transfers, going from Oregon over there to Texas Tech, you know, Pac-12, all the way down across the country to the, you know, Big 12 territory. He was the quarterback last year for Oregon. He, you know, wasn't doing great. He got sat out a couple games, fighting back and forth, ended up losing the starting spot. So he said, hey, I'm going to get out of Dodge. Circumstance like that, I guess it makes sense. But now you're talking about a big quarterback leaving a good school in Oregon to go to Texas Tech and just try to light it up in the air, I guess. Yeah, we'll see how that works out for him. Uh, we have our conference previews coming up, by the way. Everyone should pay attention to those. Uh, we did a, we're going to do one for all the power five conferences. Uh, and, uh, I think we'll talk about him too. And just Texas tech in general, uh, as being one of those bottom feeders in the big 12. Well, I hope we get a guest on or two because it'd be interesting to see what they have to say about it. But yeah, I, I, Texas tech, I don't know about bottom feeder. Well, that might be putting a little harsh, but definitely, you know, lower middle of the pack. So. Yeah, definitely not Kansas, right? Yeah, Kansas is definitely bottom feeding there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see what people have to say about Kansas, Watch. 
All right, let's move on uh, off of the transfer portal. As we get some more, uh, I'll bring them up throughout the uh, early seasons here. But let's move on to our picks for conference championships in the Power Fives here. I'm going to go right off the bat. We're going to go to the Pac-12 wall. Um, I like USC. Uh, not that I like the team all that much, but it's just their schedule and their way that's going to get them to that championship game. Uh, likely to probably play Washington. But uh, Keaton Silvis is still there. Drake London, which is that big combo between them in the air. Uh, Ingram from Texas, transfer. That's another transfer. Um, and he'll help out at the running spot, running back slot immediately, which they struggled with last year quite a bit. They were, you know, running back by committee with three different running backs. They really couldn't pick one to go off of. But Ingram will give them a, a direct impact right away. Um, but Again, they don't have to play Oregon or Washington from the North Division this year until unless they obviously get to the championship game. Uh, they'll only have to com- kind of compete with Arizona State, who does look pretty strong this year. But I do like USC's chances this year. They have a a returning offense and some key components there, especially quarter Solvis in London. Uh, and with the addition of Ingram, I think that'll help a lot and kind of push them over the edge. They just got to beat that that Wisconsin or excuse me Washington team that'll likely be in that championship game. I'm going to have to go with the easy, you know, easy outwatch. Look at what the professionals say. Follow them. You know, handicappers, they got to get it right or they lose money, which is why I always respect their lines. But Oregon's the dead-on favorite to win that conference. I think Oregon's a good team. I think they are going to win it. I mean, they might play USC, Woj. They might play USC in the championship game. I don't think they'll be playing Arizona State. I think maybe one of those other guys might sneak in there. But I think ultimately Oregon takes the pie there in the Pac-12. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I have, I have Oregon actually ranked third. So I have USC, Washington, then Oregon, and then Arizona State. So it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, either way could be cool if USC versus Washington or Arizona State versus Oregon or any one of those combos should be a good game. Uh, let's move on to the Big Ten wall. And I mean, I guess who the hell else would you pick? It's Iowa, right? It's Iowa, Woj. I mean, you got to go with Iowa, best team in the Big Ten. I mean, last year, and obviously we, we're as impartial as anyone. You know, we don't have a favorite. We don't pick a horse just because we like them. But, you know, Iowa's the best team in the Big 12. Last year, Woj, they were such a hot team. They were probably the hottest team in the nation. You know, nobody wanted to play in Michigan. They, you know, they hung up their cleats and gave up on the season because they didn't want to play Iowa. Yeah, obviously, in the bowl ridiculous. game. Yeah, same thing in the bowl game. Well, SEC, they don't want to play Iowa because you know what Iowa's going to do, shove it down their throats. But in all seriousness, that was a really good team towards the end of the year. They picked it up, and that's what you want. You want to be hot at the end of the year. That's what good teams do. Alabama, you could say they're hot all the all the time, all season. But the good teams, they're hot at the end. You know, the good coaches, Lincoln Riley, coach like that, can get his team ready for the end of the year when it matters. And that's what Iowa was last year. That's what they're going to be this year, Wilk. You know, I've always said this, and it, it hurts Iowa and helps Iowa at the same time, but they always play to their competition wall. They always do it. Let it be a a bad team or a good team. They always play to their competition. They play them hard. They play every game hard. Uh, they rarely ever lose, like, by a landslide. Uh, rarely ever win by a landslide either, but they are really good at playing their competition, uh, which makes them a dangerous team all year long. They just need to find that right combination. I think they have it now with their quarterback, their offensive coordinator is finally making some good calls, and they have a great running game this year, and they never have a bad bad defense wall. So I'm looking forward to Iowa this year. We'll see how they do, uh, and that's my pick for the Big Ten. 
Who we want to well, go to next? Go ahead. Well, I think we need to bring up Ohio State because Ohio State, obviously, they're the <laughs> handicappers' favorites. You know, they have a good chance of the national championship, too. But we do need to bring them up because they're a real good team. But the problem is they're going to get beaten the championship by Iowa. Right, Woj? That's right. I like that call. I like it a lot. <laughs> but in answer to your question, hey, Woj, let's move to the uh, the other big. Let's move to the Big 12. Let's go out there. Okay. Uh, I'm going to bread and butter this one. It's going to be Oklahoma. They're going to have a tough game, tough time with Iowa State. I want to keep my eyes on them, but they just have too much talent. Well, their defense is better than it has been in years, and their offense, as we just talked about in Transfer Portal, is getting better. Um, and that's kind of scary, considering how good their offense already was. And to add in that point I made about the defense, their defense has been getting better every single year. And when you get a defense that's good and an offense that's as talented as they are, it's going to be tough to beat for anybody. Oklahoma's a good team, Woj, and I'm going to have to say Oklahoma, too. You know, they're pretty hands-on favorite to win that conference. I The thing that I'm a little worried about is all this hoopla with the, you know, Oklahoma and Texas now moving to the SEC. That's going to be, you know, a cloud that the Lincoln Riley doesn't want his kids worrying about when he's coaching a game. But I think, nonetheless, they're going to be worried about it. Their competition definitely is going to get pissed off. They're going to play up a level because of all this hoopla. So that's one concern of mine. Also, I'm just I'm not a real big Oklahoma fan. I've never really been big on Oklahoma. I don't think that they come up and win every game, which you kind of have to, especially in that conference. Kudos to the, them for getting out of the conference. But as it stands now, you got to win every game. You can't lose that game to Kansas. You can't lose that game to Iowa State. You know, you got to win them all when you're Oklahoma. I'm going to pick them, Woj. I definitely wouldn't bet on them, though. I can tell you that much for sure. All right, let's move to the SEC wall. Now, I got a, I got a little bit to say about this one, but I would like to pick Georgia to win the SEC. They don't play Bama, they don't play Texas A&M, or they don't, and they don't play LSU this year. But the problem is they do have Clemson on the schedule, and it's their first game of the season. Uh, still possible to lose that game and run the tables and then get into the SEC champ game against likely Alabama. Uh, but I'm, it's it's hard to pull the trigger on that, uh, and especially having Georgia beat Bama in the championship game. That being said, in the other side of the division, LSU could give Bama a run for their money. It's possible. I know they didn't play that well last year, but consider this. Half of the roster opted out last year. They have eight returning starters going into this season. And we know it's a good team and a good program and driven by a good coach. Uh, so they could give Bama a run for their money this year. But all of that being said, I'm still going to go with Bama. Uh, they're just a team above everybody else in college football, it just seems, every single year. Uh, they get all the recruits. They do a good job of running their program. So I'm just going to stick with Alabama. Coach, I got to go with Alabama, too. I mean, that's <laughs> But the handicappers are telling us they win every year. I shouldn't say every year, but the majority of the time they win it as of late, Woj. So I, I got to go with Alabama. I agree 100% with you, though. Right now we're talking about who we think is going to win it. And this might not make sense to some people, but as far as who I'm going to bet in that conference, I can guarantee you I'll be playing, laying some money on Georgia. They're sitting around plus 200 right now. Even though I have to pick Bama to win it, I'm going to put my money on Georgia because I think their odds are a little too low. You give me two to one. Like you said, they have a pretty easy schedule as far as getting to the Big 12 championship. Yeah, they got to play Clemson week one, Woj, which, man, I'm excited for that game. I don't know about you, but Clemson, 
Georgia week one. What a great opener. But that doesn't matter for the SEC championship, right? That doesn't count as a loss when they're trying to get into the championship game. So really, they just got to run the table, win that game, you know, against Florida, which, you know, I think they will win that. Then they just got to beat Bama once. And I don't even know. I mean, Texas A&M is a pretty good team over there with Bama. So they're going to beat up on Bama a little bit when they play the game, whether they win, I doubt it. But they're a good team, too. I've just got to go with Alabama for the purposes of this segment we're doing. Yeah, I agree 100% with your bet. I mean, you have to bet that Georgia because their schedule is so easy to get in there. They do have that Florida game, and I think it's later in the season for them too, which is a, which is a struggle for them, especially having the, the Clemson early. But their schedule is just too easy. No Bama, no Texas A&M, no LSU. They got to beat. They basically got to beat Florida, and then just keep riding their games the rest of the way. But yeah, it's 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 almost a, a shoe in for them to be in that championship game and uh, getting plus money on that just for them to beat Bama. Um, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, even down the line, once you get to that game, you could always hedge it with Alabama as well. I'm sure, uh, especially if you're getting plus 200 now on Georgia. All right, let's move it to the ACC. Wall, I really wish Notre Dame was still in this conference, don't you? I don't know that I would say that, Woj. I mean, they basically are. They got to play, what, five or six games against the ACC. So, yeah, yeah they're yeah. not in the standings when we look at it every time. But who's to say what actually being in a conference? Yeah, I mean, Clemson will have their work cut out for them, I think, this year, though. I mean, they're always going to be the shoe on favorite here. Georgia, first game of the season. We just talked about that. Florida State has improved, especially at quarterback. We talked about that with Mackenzie Milton. And they're going to have to likely face an improved Miami in the championship game. Uh, Miami does have Bama that first week, by the way, not just a, a big game for Georgia Clemson. It's Miami, uh, Miami, Alabama, which is, I mean, it's going to be a fun first week. I'm real excited, Woj. I'm real excited. ACC, though, we're talking about who's going to win the championship there. You know, it's it's Clemson. It's Clemson, Woj. That's that's just who it is. I'll tell you right now. I mean, they got nobody that they have to play as far as in conference. NC State, you know, maybe they give them a game. That game against Syracuse that they seem to lose every other year. What's that all about, Woj? I, you think <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. the year or what? If they feel like the Ohio State team, right? They always have that one loss of the, of the year. They just get they get played way too tight by a team they shouldn't be. But yeah, that that game always gets gets clubs and scared every year. They have their number, that's for sure. You know, I, I always hoped Miami would be, especially last year, just Miami would be that team that would play them tough. You know, and I mean, Miami finished eight and two last year. They lost to the Clemson game, and then they lost an awful game versus North Carolina at the end of the season. Uh, before playing a pretty tight game in the bowl game against Oklahoma State. But uh, I, I'm just hoping that it's this is the year for Miami to actually break out and uh, be another powerhouse in that conference and, and play them tough in, the, in a championship game. But we'll see. My pick is Clemson, too. So. Well, well I, I think I might disagree with you there because I think that North Carolina might get into that championship game uh, you know, ahead of Miami. I think North Carolina might be a, a better team as far as the – this year anyways, but as far as Clemson, I, I think one of the big reasons, Wojan, people, you know, they like to throw out the head coach names. You know, we're talking Clemson, throw out Dabble Sweeney's name, right? He's the head coach. But we got to look at defense, you know, defensive coordinator is a very important, you know, coach on a team. And Brent Venables, he's staying there another year, which I can't believe he didn't get a job somewhere else as a head coach. Maybe he just, you know, has emotional attachment to Clemson, but He's one of the main reasons that they win year in and year out. So I, I have to tip my hat to Brent Venables. 
Obviously, Dabo Sweeney is a good coach in himself, but the two of them combined, they're going to run the ACC with a team like Clemson every time. Are you going to take down your beloved Mac Brown? Yeah, I think, obviously, I think Clemson's a better team than North Carolina. I think North Carolina can give them a, some competition this year, you know. You, you never know what's going to happen, but the only time they would play is in the ACC championship. So. All right, so we're pretty pretty spot on, the both of us, other than uh, Pac-12. I had the USC, you had Oregon. Um, but I really think that's a, that's a four-man race there. USC, Arizona State, Oregon, or Washington, I think could all take that. But uh, my pick was USC, Walls was Oregon there. Both of the Iowa slash Ohio State, uh, Oklahoma, Alabama, and Clemson. So, I mean, that that's our takes. I gave a little bit of extra info there, just in what I think, especially in the SEC, I do like Georgia's chances just because they're going to get to that championship game more than likely to play Alabama. And I'm just hoping someone can take on the mighty Clemson in the ACC and give us another, another decent team there. But uh, with all that mentioned, we are going to have conference previews coming up as far as uh, some extra content for you guys. So pay attention to that. When they come live, we're going to do all the uh, Power Five conferences and and give you just some info on lines and actually betting the lines instead of uh, just what we think our picks are. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll go over total wins. I think Woj, you know, over under on total wins for this season. Maybe dip into the you know today we just talked about who's going to win the conference, not necessarily who we're going to bet on to win the conference. Which are you know for people that are new to gambling, those are two different things, two big different things. So maybe we'll get into that a little bit with with them but we'll definitely do every power five and then maybe what do you think do a, a whole episode on a group of six put them all together i like it i like it a lot yeah i'm excited Woj. we're gonna get some guests too I'll, I'll tell you that much we're gonna get a couple people on this program to shoot it off but um I, i'm excited to do that Woj. real excited for it thanks for listening everyone you can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. our instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. <laughs>